Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Survive and Advance podcast. I'm your host, Luke Brenneman, and I am super happy that I can bring you guys some March Madness talk, discussion, and picks. Maybe throwing a few locks on this page. But anyways, just quick about me. I'm Luke. So I go to Marymount High School, if you didn't already know that, and I just have a tremendous passion for sports and broadcasting. So the Warriors Broadcasting Network and uh, my teacher, Mr. Eaton, has given me the opportunity to do something like this. reason I'm not in the classroom today with uh, the nice equipment is because we didn't have school. Some people are taking the ACT. So a uh, future podcast will probably be in the studio, maybe a little better audio next time. But other than that, in this episode of the Surviving Advanced podcast, I'll be going through uh, some of the conference tournament brackets and picking my winners from around each and every game, the ones that really matter, I will go into deep lengths on. And then also we'll look at the bubble teams because this these conference tournaments, some may say like, hey, like who cares? We're waiting for the, the big tournament. But th- these decide who gets in. I mean, there's a lot of bubble teams who have to play their way into this tournament. And of course, the teams that get the automatic bid by winning their conference tournament to punch their ticket. So if you hop right in, start with the SEC. So... Here's the bracket. I know it's crazy. So the one seed goes to Alabama, two seed Arkansas, and the three seed LSU. So where the heck is Kentucky? I mean, this year, have no idea what happened with them. Young team, just one of these years that you've kind of been waiting on for Kentucky to play with that many young guys. I think COVID really slowed them down because my take on why they've been so bad is these guys didn't really have a preseason whatsoever. And the preseason practice was restricted as well. So like normally teams with a lot of freshmen will start pretty slow, and, like, that's normal. I mean, Kentucky never has the greatest starts ever, but they didn't have that extra time at the start of the year to kind of blend in with one another, started out rough. And uh, they're kind of catching stride right now, but the eight seed in the SEC, they definitely have some work to do and probably have to win this conference tournament to get in the NCAA tournament. So you can start in the SEC and go through my winners. So based on this model, the – Arkansas, Alabama, Arkansas is the favorite to win this tournament, although they're the two seed. I definitely like them. Super well-coached team. They played well at home. That's the biggest thing with the SEC this year. I mean, these teams' home records, Arkansas lost one game at home this year, and Alabama lost one as well, but they both had 21 wins finishing the season. So some impressive seasons out of those two. And uh, teams like LSU, I mean, that could be a sleeper. I have them at a 29% chance to win this tournament and Florida at a 22. Uh, UK then is coming in like that fifth or sixth spot, but to win only like a three or 4% chance. I mean, definitely the eight seed that uh, makes sense there. But I do, I do see UK coming out of the fr- first round here. And uh, A&M versus Vandy, I'll take Vanderbilt. I like Scottie Pippen Jr. That's about it for their squad. Had an awful year in the SEC. Played three and 13 in the conference. Three wins, yikes. But um, – Vandy v. Florida, got to take Florida. And uh, this brings up a rematch of the Florida-Tennessee game that we saw this weekend. And uh, I'm going to stay true with the winner of that game, and we're going to go with Tennessee here to play Bama. I am a U.K. guy. I think they're better. Like, I'm not a U.K. fan, but I think they're better than they've played so far this year, and we've seen that, them heating up down the stretch. But I definitely think Bama's a good squad, being the one seed. Kentucky would have to play on short rest that game against a really good team at 11 a.m. So I don't know. 
see Bama then beating Tennessee. I don't like Tennessee at all. I just think they have a pretty easy path to that quarterfinal game. Then on this side, uh, head down. There's some big games for some bubble teams. Uh, Georgia versus Missouri. A lot of people like Georgia. I'll take Missouri just because of Georgia's inability to play defense. I mean, all due respect, any Georgia fans out there, but they can't guard me and probably the Marymount basketball team, to be honest, maybe in the freshman team. Those guys just cannot play D. They give up like 90 every game. So I'll take Missouri there. They started off the season well, kind of an up-and-down season for Mizzou. Uh, Ole Miss will handle South Carolina. They definitely have to do that because Ole Miss is a bubble team, which we'll talk about later in this episode. But they have some work to do to get in the NCAA tournament. So Missouri versus Arkansas, I will take the Razorbacks here. Love the way they play. Love the intensity. I think they'll bring in the SEC tournament. Ole Miss versus LSU, I think this will be the first upset on the Survive and Advance podcast. We're taking Ole Miss over the LSU Tigers. LSU struggles to finish games. Conference tournament game. I like Ole Miss making a run here. They have to make this run to make the tournament. It is crucial for them. Ole Miss versus Arkansas. I think Ole Miss's run will end there, and we will see the one v. the two seed and the SEC title game. I'm going to have to stick with the Razorbacks to win the SEC. I think that could be a great game, even overtime if it actually happened. Two teams play hard. SEC has been a tough conference. I mean, both of them losing a combined six games in the SEC this year. So at this neutral location, no really home court advantage, especially with COVID limited fans. We'll go with the Razorbacks from the SEC. So we can clear this, jump right into the next conference. Let's go to the ACC. Um, there's not too much here this year. I mean, there's been some changes in the bracket just because of uh, what happened this weekend, should I say last weekend, when so Virginia is the one seed right now, as you can see at the top of your bracket right here. The two seed, Florida State fell to the two seed after being the one seed all year in the ACC because they lost to Notre Dame. They lost by double digits. Awful loss for them going in this tournament. I do still believe in the Seminoles, though. So we start up top here. We can run through this. I don't think there's any need to look at these uh, Pittsburgh versus Miami games. And even these second round games are kind of bad, but I do have some sleepers here. So give me Syracuse to beat NC State. Uh, I mean, they haven't played well this year. I personally think they're better than an eight seed here, especially in a weak ACC conference this year. Some weird things have happened with the COVID season. But if we skip through this Pitt-Miami game, my pick is Miami. That game tips in approximately an hour and a half. So Miami will get handled. The winner of that game will probably get handled by Clemson. So we'll set it up here. We'll have Clemson Tigers. Oh, messed up that. with Against Georgia Tech and then Virginia versus Cuse. And I could be so wrong here, but I don't think Virginia's all that at all. I know people DM me on Instagram and say, Virginia's a sleeper, Virginia's a sleeper. They can't score. I get that they play defense, but you have to be able to score. I'm taking a massive upset. Syracuse needs that win. I think they can. They play good defense. Virginia can't score. I'm going to go with the Orange in Syracuse to play Georgia Tech in that quarterfinal game. So my pick to go to the ACC tournament final, I'm staying with the Orange. Give me Syracuse to beat Georgia Tech and come out of this region and play in the title game. I think if they can make it to that Georgia Tech game, they can get in the tournament if they can beat Virginia. I definitely think they would earn their way in. So if we keep Cuse up there and scroll down to the bottom half of this bracket, Duke versus Boston College. I mean, 
Don't even get me started with Duke. They've been an embarrassment this year. No other way to put it. Same with Kentucky. They'll beat Boston College, though. And then Notre Dame, big win for Florida State. Definitely showing that they can play. But uh, then they'll be knocked off by North Carolina. I don't think there's too much explaining to do there. UNC coming off a big win versus Duke, beating them by double digits. 2-0 this year against the Blue Devils. That definitely hurt a lot of Blue Devils fans out there. Duke v. Louisville. See, this is where I kind of freeze a little bit with this game because they're, they both haven't had great years, but like with Coach Krzyzewski, excuse me, Coach K, I can't even pronounce it. I think it's Krzyzewski um, for Duke. I think he could draw up a game plan where they could beat Louisville because they definitely have the talent. I mean, it's Duke. They got all the good recruits. They just haven't played well as a unit this year. I think I have to stay with Louisville. It would definitely be a close game, I think. I just can't trust Duke this year whatsoever. But whoever that is, I have Florida State beating them, although they had a rough loss versus Notre Dame, which I talked about. I think they're going to bounce back in this tournament. And they will play North Carolina. Virginia Tech flying under the radar all season, getting that three seed. I think they're uh, going to be a one and done in the ICC tournament, just playing North Carolina. That's got to be tough, especially at a six seed. I mean, no one wants to see that the ACC tournament, especially with them heating up as of late. So my pick to play Syracuse in the SEC championship game, excuse me, ACC championship game is Florida State versus Syracuse Orange. And my pick is Florida State to handle them and win the ACC with ease, to be honest. I think the hardest game for them will be this quarterfi- quarterfinal game or semifinal game versus North Carolina. That'll be the most fun game to watch. But I do see Syracuse making some sort of a run. I don't know if they can go as far as beating Virginia because, I mean, that's only the second game they play. But if they can get there, I think they can cruise to this title game because they need to to get into the NCAA tournament. That's the ACC, my pick, Florida State. Now, the best conference in basketball, uh, no other way to put it. The Big Ten has been spectacular this season along with the Big 12. Michigan getting the one seed. I mean, if we look at uh, the rankings here, you know, Michigan, Illinois, Iowa, Purdue finishes at the four spot. And I don't think a lot of people are talking about Purdue. The Boilermakers can play basketball. They pounded inside. Definitely a team to look out for here. Buckeyes finishing at the five spot. Ohio State finished the season horrendously. Lost to Illinois. Iowa Sumo having that and one lay-in to seal the deal on the Buckeyes. Uh, Wisconsin at the sixth spot, Rutgers at the seven. And going on the line, the only other name that really pops out is Michigan State at the nine. It's one of those blue buds in college basketball who have not played well this season. As you see, the Spartans coming out of the first round. Oh, I'll just title them State. And uh, they're going to play Michigan. It's going to be a rematch of that game that we saw on Saturday. Excuse me, I think that was Sunday, actually. And Michigan State did beat Michigan. Rocket Watts had 21 points in that game to lead the Spartans. Uh, that rematch will be fun. 11.30 a.m. tip. That could, uh, that could be a good game to watch during class. I know I'll be tuned in. Uh, who will play the Buckeyes? I will take Minnesota to beat spell that wrong. Minnesota to beat Northwestern. I like Minnesota for some reason. I mean, they've played awful in the conference, and they're 6-14, and 14, but – I think they can definitely open some eyes. I do like the guard card that they have. He can fill it up. But uh, 
think the Buckeyes will then beat them and play Purdue here. Um, moving down to the bottom, to play the Illini, Indiana at the 10 spot, another weird occurrence for a good program. I am a Rutgers guy. I could look stupid saying this. I mean, of course, the seven seed is supposed to beat the 10 seed. I'm sure they'll be favored uh, when the line comes out. But I like the Rutgers team. I think they play well. They play hard. They haven't had too much success. I mean, 10 and 10 is not awful in this conference. I think they could definitely be better. So they will, they're going to make the NCAA tournament, I think, unless something horrendously went wrong, maybe losing to Indiana by a lot could maybe knock them out. But no, they're pretty much locked in. And uh, I think they can make a run depending on what region they get into. So it'll be interesting on Selection Sunday to see where everyone winds up because if they have a pretty easy road, I think they could sneak into the Sweet 16 or Elite Eight. Um, to play the Wisconsin Badgers, I will take Penn State. They can score the basketball. And then that run will end with the Badgers beating them. So now we have four, two, excuse me, four really good games here. Michigan versus Michigan State. People might say, hey, Michigan State just beat Michigan. Michigan already had the conference won. Uh, weren't playing for too much. I mean, of course, that upset hurts them and their seeding potentially, but I think when they bring it in the tournament game, I think the Wolverines will beat them. Uh, some people might get mad about that. I know I have a lot of Michigan State fans on this uh, on my Instagram page, at least. So Purdue versus the Ohio State. I'm an Ohio State fan. This isn't biased. I think they're definitely going to have to bounce back in some way, shape, or form. And uh, – could start right there. Even that win versus Purdue to make the uh, quarterfinal game would be good for the Buckeyes just to get some momentum going in the NCAA tournament because their seeding's on the line. I mean, people were talking about them a one seed, then a two seed, and now even becoming the number one three seed in the NCAA tournament. They have fallen off. They played a tough schedule, though, but uh, they need to get some good uh, quadrant one wins. Illinois, I mean, some may argue they're the best team out of this conference. I think they're the best team. I don't know how far they can go, but Io Dosumo, Frazier with that guard play. And uh, I think they're talented, especially Kofi Coburn. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly, but that is a good squad. I will take Iowa. I mean, those guards can shoot the three at an insane clip. Uh, Bo Hannon, CJ Frederick, and uh, Wieskamp. Those guys are pretty deadly from beyond the arc. And, of course, my pick for the player of the year, Luca Garza, compliments them perfectly, putting up almost over 20 every single game. Illinois v. Iowa, I will stay with the Illini. I was going, like, when I looked at this matchup in this bracket when I was filling out before, I was like, hey, like, maybe Iowa can pull this off. I think this would be a super tight game just because of how well they come and compete. If they can shoot the three well, they can beat anyone. We saw that at the start of the year when they were fluctuating between one, two, and three in the AP poll rankings. So... Illinois to play the Wolverines, another one versus two seed matchup. And I hate to do it, but that is honestly the only thing I could see here. Maybe if Iowa flipped with Illinois, I just don't see Rutgers or uh, Wisconsin coming out of that bottom side. And the only other team coming out of the top could potentially be Ohio State. So, yeah, I think Michigan State still gets in the NCAA tournament unless they lose to Maryland in that game, though. We can talk more about that down the line. We go into the bubble teams. 
But my pick to win the Big Ten tournament, I will take the Illini, Illinois, to beat Michigan. I don't like Michigan. I mean, I'm an Ohio State fan, so I guess that could be some bias in there. I don't think Liver, I think he's overrated. Um, Dickinson's a good player down low. He's a freshman, though. Never really played in uh, one of these massive tournament games. I'm not saying he could get rattled because he's played well in all the big games so far, but uh, if uh, they can get a good game plan, especially with Kofi Coburn, if he doesn't get in foul trouble in that game, I think the Illini can beat him, especially with that guard play that they have. Um, catching fire at the right time, a lot of these teams. So my pick for the Big Ten, Illinois. Big 12, I saw some arguments on my Instagram saying, Luke, what are you talking about? This is the best conference, no doubt. But um, I just don't think – I mean, they don't have as many teams nearly. And they do have, uh, like, I mean, two or three of the best teams in the country. So Baylor getting the one spot in uh, here. And then West Virginia falling to the four, Kansas at the two. Texas play Texas Tech. Texas lands at the three seed. Texas Tech falls all the way to the six. Surprising. But um, TCU versus K-State. I'll take TCU. Not much to say here, but they're just going to get whipped by Baylor. They've played so well. I keep saying – I posted something on my story about this the other day. Like, I'm waiting for Baylor to look bad. I mean, after that loss, they had that COVID break. I'm like, okay, they're done. Like, I think they were overhyped. They're definitely a good squad. But they have not looked bad. They just killed Texas Tech over the weekend on Sunday, and they are hitting this tournament in probably the most stride besides any other team besides Gonzaga. I mean, those two are the favorites right now with the uh, Vegas odds to win the NCAA tournament. If you ask me if I had to bet one of those, I just don't think the odds are worth it because they're so favorites, like plus 200, maybe even less less than that for the Zags. West Virginia versus, versus Oklahoma State. This brings up a rematch that we saw this weekend. West Virginia comes out as 10-point favorites without Cade Cunningham for Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma State wins outright against the Mountaineers. That was a brutal loss for West Virginia. Um, Not too much to say about that. I think West Virginia gets carried by Miles McBride offensively. I know they can shoot, but, like, they're, they're so up and down. They have some good play inside with Culver. I think they can beat a lot of teams. I don't know how well they can make a run just because of how inconsistent they are. I think they will beat Oklahoma State. Um, not sure on Cade Cunningham's stand. I'm sure he'll play in that game. Uh, so we'll bring WVU v. Baylor and then here to play Kansas at the bottom half. Got to go with Oklahoma. They have surprised a lot of people this year with big wins. They, went, they got super hot, and now they are ice cold. So kind of like Ohio State, I mean, Oklahoma lands a seven seed here, but they haven't fallen off. Ohio State hasn't fallen off nearly as hard as they have. But, um, yeah, I'll take them over Iowa State. And then I'm going to take the Sooners to beat Kansas. And I know that sounds crazy, seven seed being the two seed, especially Kansas. They never lose the Big 12 tournament. It seems like they always are in the title game or winning it every single year. I don't think it's their year. They look so beatable every single time they come out and play. It could be tournament Kansas where they look great, but I see an upset with the Sooners beating Kansas in the second round. And then who will play them? Texas v. Texas Tech. I'm a Texas Tech guy. I like Mac McClung, but I just I, I can't take him over Texas. I think their Texas's guard play, especially with that big guy inside. 
They're a good team. Shaka Smart, so well coached. Nothing against Chris Beard and Texas Tech. I'm going to have to go with Texas. Then to beat Oklahoma and make the title game here, Texas v. Baylor. And uh, I hate it. I hate to say it, but Baylor, I think, is my pick to win the Big 12. I mean, they've played so well this season uh, behind Butler. I mean, they just light it up. They can do it all. They play defense. I think that's a really only, like, bad part. But it's not even bad. I mean, they just give up a lot of points sometimes. But uh, only one loss this year. I just think if they win this tournament, they'll be the uh, number two one seed in the NCAA tournament. They were my pick for the Big 12. Finally, the last conference. And I think this is going to be the most fun conference. And what has happened in this conference is honestly kind of sad. There's been a lot of uh, not very good things going on for some of these teams, starting with the one seed in Villanova. I mean – they lose their best player, point guard, Colin Gillespie. I think it's MCL. He's done for the year. So they're the one seed, but I don't think they're the best team in the conference anymore. Creighton loses their head coach due to racist remarks. They sat him down. But as of yesterday, he is now uplifted. He's brought back to the team. So I don't know if that messes up team chemistry or whatnot. So the one and the two seed have all their own problems. And the three seed is the team to look out for. UConn, 11-6 and six in the conference, 14-6 and six overall. This team can beat anyone behind James Booknight. You'll see with my pick here, I think G-Town will beat Marquette. And then I think without Gillespie, Nova can still beat the eight seed in uh, Georgetown. But uh, St. John's or Seton Hall, I mean, talk about a team that is catching fire. St. John's, they need to get out of this first round to even have a chance to make the NCAA tournament. They've kind of just put themselves in the picture. I mean, they've earned it. Started off the season brutal, and uh, I think they're in – we'll look when we look in the bubble team. I think they're in the next four out at the bottom, so they have a lot of work to do. Probably going to have to make the title game, maybe even win it. But I think they will fight their way out of this first round. And uh, the big thing to take away with St. John's, the Big East tournament is played at Madison Square Garden. That is where St. John's plays the majority of their home games. So they do have home court advantage to an extent. I know COVID regulations, less fans. But playing on that home court still means a lot to these guys. I think St. John's can then beat Nova. They are so hot to beat Seton Hall there. Without Gillespie, Nova is honestly nothing. Brutal loss to uh, Providence over the weekend. Went up massive to start the game and then blew the lead. Providence wins at the buzzer. So I will take St. John's there in the title game. And then on this side, Hometown Xavier, I'm a UC guy. I have respect for Xavier. I don't hate them, but uh, they have some work to do. They are the last team in the NCAA tournament right now on the recent bracketology, and they have, to, they have to beat Butler. They have to, or they're done. There's no other way of putting it there. Seven versus the 10 seed. If they can just play, get into that Creighton game and play them tight, I think they're a lock in the tournament. 49% is what I gave you guys last week on my chances of Xavier getting in the tournament. They are hanging on the last team in right now on that bracketology. They have to do something to earn their spot. So beating Butler, I think, could get them in. Creighton is my pick to beat Xavier. They do end up playing in that game. Creighton's a good squad. That uh, guard, last name starts with a Z, hard to pronounce, but he, he can shoot it. Connecticut versus Providence, UConn all the way. And then I have UConn riding James Booknight into the title game against St. John's. Uh, 
I mean, I think they're the best team in the conference just because of what's been going on. No Gillespie for Nova, so I just lose so much respect for them. Maybe too much. I could be wrong here. But UConn, I think, can beat Creighton. There's been some weird things going on with that team. I don't know how much that's affected them. I think – why do I say UNCon? Sorry. Uh, I think they can make the title game, and then they are my Big East champions. Um, they can score. And then their head coach with Hurley, they're dialed in. They're going to come in here looking to win at Madison Square Garden this week. It's definitely going to be a super fun tournament to watch. They'll start out on Thursday. I'll be watching that all day during class, those early games. But uh, most of their games look like they're going to be at night. So excited to see what can happen in the Big East. My pick, UConn. So that wraps up the conference tournaments that I wanted to touch on. Um, if we uh, go over here, take a look at the bubble team. So who's in? I mean, this is the biggest question. That's the only reason that these conference tournaments matter so much at the end of the day. Of course, the awesome teams that get in, like the uh, UMBCs of the world who punch their own ticket by winning their uh, conference tournament, like Appalachian State, big win last night. They locked in their ticket. So if we look at the first fours, so last four in right now, Xavier at the bottom of that list, they are the last team in the NCAA tournament in the recent bracketology by Joe Lenardi. Uh, complimented by Colorado State, Boise State, and Drake. Drake losing the uh, Valley Conference Championship on Saturday to Loyola Chicago, and they got beat pretty bad. Drake looked all right to start the game. They came out as eight-point dogs, so uh, they didn't cover, but I don't know how much of a case they have to plead to get in, considering they were ranked at one point, and they kind of just fell off the map like some teams. But I think they can. I think they deserve to be in, in my opinion. First four out: Utah State, the last team out; Syracuse, St. Louis, and Seton Hall. Already talked about Syracuse. If they can make the run and beat Virginia, they are definitely in the NCAA tournament. They lose the first round. There's no way they get in. It. All these teams have to earn their way in. Seton Hall, they play St. John's in that first round of the Big East tournament. They have to win that game at least. And uh, next four out: Memphis. Talk about a rough loss. I mean, I just felt for them. I think they it's almost got them in the next four out contention playing Houston. I think they're net ranked fifth in the nation, and uh, the Cougars win on a half-court buzzer beater. Definitely go watch that replay. That was an insane finish. Don't think SMU has any right to be in the tournament. Didn't play a very strong schedule either way. Ole Miss, I said they're going to make a run. That's the same with St. John's. I think if they both can do that, they'll get in. I get it. It's unrealistic. We have, we know it's March. We know crazy things can happen. Michigan state just beat Michigan, Ole Miss and St. John's. Of course, my two sleepers to make these big runs in their tournaments along with Syracuse. So these bubble teams, I'm really having faith in Cuse, Miss and the Johnnies think they can make good runs and make the tournament. But uh, we'll see on selection Sunday. That's going to wrap it up for the survive and advance podcast. I know I couldn't be in the studio today, but uh, we'll definitely be back. The biggest episode, of course, the Selection Sunday when I go through the NCAA bracket and my picks to win each region and the Final Four. So if you have any questions, please DM me. Instagram is sapod2021. And uh, I always post on the story, swipe up. Probably going to be going live pretty soon. So whatever uh, works best for you guys, just tune in. And uh, I'm clocking out. Thank you guys so much. And I'll see you next week.